The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And we are bringing our soul not only to work, but to play and to fun. And today, if you're listening to me live, we are entering what I would consider to be called the giving season. And it kicks off in the U.S. If you're U.S. bound, uh, one of our most famous and festive of holidays, Thanksgiving. And then as we continue to trickle in through the end of the year with most of the Christian community of the world celebrating Christmas and there's other uh, winter solstice and, and other beautiful celebrations that culminate in perhaps year-end abundance, celebration, gratitude, etc. So we could effectively call it the giving season. And maybe it could also be called the season of gratitude. So much emotion is also around this time of the year, where our memories and our soul's joy and perhaps some of its harm have happened during this time of the year. And um, we all have deeply rooted memories around holidays, around our birthdays, around times that were significant as we were growing up. And as we are growing up, as we are from very early birth to seven, we have deep, deep programming around what it's like to be alive. We have programming around who we are in the world, and we have programming around who the world is to us. So those two main frameworks in life effectively dictate to us how to be in the world. And if those two frameworks are happy and joyous, if that's who you are in the world and you believe that the world is that way, you will be that way. You will do things that way. You will have experiences that way. If your conditioning and programming of who you are in the world is, I never get enough, people disappoint, they're out to get me, it never goes my way. That's how you will be in the world. And if your framework and conditioning of how the world is to you is that there's evil people, people don't care, people are rude, that's how you will be in the world. So, Uh, Today, I'm excited to be joined 
by my colleague, Jean Callahan. Jean is a certified uh, coach. She and I met each other in our certification program. Four years ago, I think, Jean, we went into that certification program together and we began working together three years ago. Um, I was lucky enough, aligned enough, <laughs> to have reached out to you at a time when my workshop and my business was growing and I needed another coach to help me out and I wanted someone who was as aligned as possible um, with the work that I do and not have to uh, go through too much around uh, jigging, jigging that in the right way. So knowing you from our certification program was a delight to, to bring you on board and we've been uh, team members uh, for three years now and I'm just delighted that you're with me today. Welcome, Jean. Thank you, Mo. So glad to be here. Jean, you and I have something else in common other than our certification program, other than uh, being in the corporate world and having a uh, passion and desire to help and navigate it, let's just say maybe more effectively or with a little bit less pain than we did. We also have something else in common. Um, would you mind just sharing a little bit about your story and then we'll, we'll dive into the season of giving and how our souls want to be seen for giving? Yes, absolutely. So um, I come from a, a background in corporate America. After I did all of my formal education, um, I ended up kind of just falling into a job and uh, was there for almost a decade and uh, found myself in a toxic environment, found myself not having a voice, not able to speak up, no work-life balance. And I ended up uh, getting having physical uh, dis-ease if you will, and ended up um, going through a, a journey of cancer at 28. And um, that was kind of my wake-up call to really take a look at my life and, and what am I doing. And um, what I realized was that I, my soul wasn't able to come out and I wasn't able to live in my authenticity and really use my gifts and my talents and, and be in that life's purpose that my soul was yearning for. And so I made a drastic change and mm -hmm. um, left my corporate job and ended up um, going, becoming a certified coach where I was blessed enough to meet you. And here we are today. I know, right? It's been kind of, kind of serendipitous, miraculous, etc. Um, I know that in a toxic environment, um, the damage to our soul is uh, severe. And it's real enough that uh, you and I both share a, a cancer journey, which makes our passion for our work really feel almost like a life and death decision, doesn't it? When we help our ladies back to work, back to work, back to life, and, and help them bring that to work, we feel the sense of urgency of life being lived the way it was meant to be lived by our source and our creator versus what usually happens in the human world. Talk a little bit, Jean, about the the damage that a toxic work environment can do to our soul. Oh my, yes. Um, well, in my own life experience, um, it, it caused all kinds of, of physical disease. Um, it can really get us into a place where we lose our confidence. It can get us into a place where we lose our self-esteem. We lose our identity of who we were born to be. We give into and identify with the programming, the conditioning, the beliefs and the opinions and the, and the judgments of others. 
uh, it, it's really easy to lose who we really are at that soul level. Mm -hmm. It is indeed. And, and what happens when it persists is that we have some belief systems that may have been hanging out there that get solidified almost the, the belief systems of how bad the world is, or perhaps how not worthy we are, or perhaps how we have to work at a pace or hours that are almost impossible in order to satisfy a boss or satisfy coworkers or to feel that we're doing the right thing. It's, it's, it's really a never ending negative vortex that is just injuring our energy self, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And what happens in a lot of cases is that we build up so much certainty around these beliefs that mm -hmm. sometimes we don't even see that there can be another way. Right. We certainly don't. It becomes so prevalent that it looks as if life is that way as a definition of life. And how in the world is ever anything other than that even possible? We're thinking to ourselves every single day. You know, don't you get a lot of joy out of the ladies who are in our workshop who exclaim a couple of weeks in, they didn't even know that life could be this fun or this much joy or that they could really ever feel this good about themselves ever again. And here they are feeling awesome and, and starting to feel their sacred soul coming back to life. Isn't it glorious to see that? It is absolutely glorious. It fills my heart with joy and my soul with just so much happiness. And, um, and one of the things I love to say is, of course, <laughs> it is your birthright. This is how yes. your creator was meant for you to be living. Yes, indeed, indeed. And on that note, um, you know, and I think if anyone's been following me close enough, um, you know that I've been blessed with uh, two little souls in our life, uh, a granddaughter and a grandson. The grandson is just now, after three months, kind of starting to actually come alive in a way that we can. Uh, up until three months old, all they want to do is sleep and, and eat. Um, and so my, my little granddaughter has been such a delight to watch navigate in the world. She's a little bit older than two and a half now. And watching her be is so free of the conditioning, so free of the injury, so free of anything that tends to bog us adults down, that I'm, I'm literally getting a lesson from her every single day. Well, I don't see her every day, but every time I see her. Um, on, on what soul's life looks like, before it gets injured by this human experience too much. And um, she wants to give and share. It's, it's, a, it's an innate part of her experience in the world. And she'll go pick up our shoes and bring them back to us, kind of like, this belongs to you. She will want to share what she's eating. She will want to share her toys and dolls and a tea set and, and, and different things. It's 100% the natural human existence to say, here, you have this. Here, you try this. Here, 
let me share this experience with you. And as we're entering into this giving season, I thought it would be a really good idea to reflect on the beauty of that and reflect also on how healing it can be to do that. Unfortunately, as we know, Jean, in working with so many women who have had uh, the grit and hustle life for so many decades, that you get out of the scene of perhaps enjoying giving. And giving now maybe has secondary or tertiary meanings to it. And it's not really anyone's fault that that happens. It's just what happens with some hurt. And let's lay down a fundamental thing that happens over time for human beings mostly. We get robbed of energy. We get robbed of our innate, soulful, bountiful, infinite energy through the harm and the scars and the disappointments that we have over life, the toxic work environments, the disappointment from friends or lovers, the disappointments from our family members, over time we get sort of jilted and jaded a little bit on on what giving means. And there are new definitions now about what giving means. And it becomes transactional in many cases, doesn't it? Yes, it becomes transactional, and, and in many cases, too, it also becomes more of like an obligation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that obligation also can sometimes translate into what we need to do to be responsible, to be the good sister, the good daughter, the good parent, the good spouse. So the obligation, the I need to satisfy this to be worthy for my role in life or in your life. I need to do this because it's required, it's necessary. I want to be seen a certain way. Like there's just like rule after rule after rule that starts to happen with giving. And what we are ultimately wanting to, to generate back is an openness to our soul. But what ends up happening is that these obligations literally craft their own scaffolding, protecting us from hurt. We see this all the time in the women we work with, don't we, Jean? The, the protective defense mechanisms that occur because we're all effectively healing our wounds as adults. Yes, absolutely. All the time we see that. And, and the beliefs that have been set up and structured to keep us safe um, or to um, keep us bound to that identity that we've created. Um, yes, we see this all the time. I'm going to invite everyone who's listening to this show um, to, to try something out for the, the week plus. And this is counterintuitive to the giving season but you're going to know where I'm going here, Jean. I'm going to invite everyone listening to create a self-awareness campaign for yourself. And I'm going to invite you to receive compliments 100% unconditional. So if someone says, hey, your hair looks nice today, or if someone says, Hey, you did a good job there. I invite you, dear listener, to only say thank you 
to only say those words. Receive it and just seal the deal with a thank you. Jean, why is this so important? This is really important because what we're doing is we're reconditioning ourselves. We're retraining the way that we think and we are opening up ourselves to not only receive the compliment, but to receive all kinds of other wonderful abundance and resources out there. And what a lot of people tend to do if Mo says, Jean, I love your hair today. Oh, I just washed it, didn't even have a chance to dry it. We get into this mode of deflecting or diminishing or belittling, and that effectively is why we are conditioned to not receive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the busier we tend to get, the more we tend to shake off comments or compliments from others. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, just this. Oh, just this. We're so freaking busy. We're not even allowing a little sunshine into the soul. We're deflecting all of the goodness coming our way because we're too busy to let it in. We're too hyper. Our nervous system is on a gear number five plus. And we're deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. And most of us human beings are on this planet desperate to be touched like that. And yet we are in a habitual, anxious, self-deprecating, habitual thing of deflecting the very thing that we desire so deeply. We desire connection. We desire to be significant to someone or others. We desire to have that love connection coming into us. And yet at the simplest compliment, we're deflecting the, the drop of liquid love that we so desperately want and we're pushing it away. So I invite you, dear callers, a little homework here, to receive all of the compliments that come your way with a simple thank you. And if you really want to seal it in, get that right hand right over your heart and say thank you. Jean, you've done a marvelous job with coaching this week, and I really appreciate you being on my team. Thank you, Mo. I received that. (laughs) How does that feel as a human being to receive that? It feels amazing. It feels, I feel appreciated. I feel respected. I feel Mm -hmm. valued. Mm -hmm. Right. The very thing that our soul wants for its very essence of life the very food of our soul is the appreciation of another soul. And I think many of us are in a habit of of giving because we inherently know that that's who we are and what we want to be in the world. And it tends to be so clouded and so covered up And the invitation to receive compliments is the one thing you can do to begin to open the doorway back 
to allow your soul to receive is going to be allowing your soul to be seen. Because ultimately when we give, it is our human to human connection that allows us to receive the energy and love from another human heart. And that is what we are here for on this planet. To enjoy the energy and the receiving of other human beings. And in doing so, we expand the love and the energy of the entire planet. Jean, can you remember as you were coming out of your, your, your cancer journey and probably very similar to me, covered in self-reflection and um, really trying to figure out the next version of you. Can you remember a time when your heart opened up? Yes. There were several times. The first mm -hmm. time was when I was terrified because I was still in my corporate job. And I started to get into a lot of fear. I can't mm -hmm. afford to be off of work for mm -hmm. however many weeks. I can't afford to uh, not be having this paycheck coming in. And mm -hmm. um, the day of my surgery, uh, I had to be there at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And mm -hmm. not only was my mother there with me, the owner of the company took time out of her morning to be at that hospital at 7 a.m. Oh. right before I went into surgery when they were getting me prepped and to oh. be there and to show me love. And my heart just opened up. Wow. I cried. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That's a true It was gift. absolutely beautiful. I, I, it was unexpected. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, you know, she, I, she knew I was you know, going through all this. She wasn't even the owner of the company wasn't even my direct boss. Mm -hmm. And my heart just swelled. Mm -hmm. the, there was so much love and appreciation for me. She didn't mm -hmm. have to do that. Mm -hmm. After the surgery and after, as I was in, in recovery, uh, there were some, some major changes in my life, um, some plans and expectations that I had that were no longer going to be coming to fruition because mm -hmm. of, of the cancer. Yep. Um, and so there was obviously um, a grieving process, a process of loss. And through that, there were so many people coming out and just saying positive things to me and encouraging and motivating and inspiring me um, to look at it, to look at the situation from a different angle and from a different mm -hmm. perspective. And so just having all of that support, again, my heart, it's like kind of like the Grinch in the Grinch Stole uh, Christmas. <laughs> my heart just grew like three sizes. <laughs> and all of the support and love was, was coming out and, and being directed at me. And I, I did. I received it. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. I can just, as you're describing that story, I can just absolutely imagine Um a scared on a stretcher heading to surgery, being shriveled up and and coated in fear. And here's this 
unexpected visitor and the whole energy body just comes back alive wow that just gives me goosebumps yeah, it was, to think about it mm-hmm. it's still to this day and it's been um over eight years and to this day i still get goosebumps when i talk about it or think about it Mm-hmm. And and then the the flood of emotion. I mean, there were just happy tears rolling down my face. Wow. Wow. I mean, in some ways, uh, the receipt of that in such a vulnerable situation that you were in even magnified it more for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. That's, um, I don't think I've ever heard that story before. That's really cool. Yeah, my pleasure. I don't, I don't share it often. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, we're going to come back and talk more about the personal experiences of receiving on this giving season. And um, Jeannie and I will both share a little bit more about the importance of opening our heart and the importance of removing the ego, that false self, importance of removing that version of who we are from the equation and how it causes the drama and the complications that we really do try to avoid. But then again, it is the thing that allows us to have connection with others. Jean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, the the ego and drama and how it may serve a need um, that we can fix. And we'll talk about that in the second half of the show. If you're listening in and you would like to talk about your holidays (laughs) or get some coaching on some of the challenges that you may see ahead, Jean and I would be delighted to coach you, talk to you, and um, help you out in this beautiful giving season. It is a time for uh, vulnerability. It is the time for... Um, courage, and perhaps it's a time to face some things that have long plagued you. You can call in at 816-251-3555. And as we go to a break, Jean, I want to share um, one of the ladies in our workshop this morning shared something so beautiful that her, um, her daughter is picking up on all of the beautiful inspiration and sayings that we use in our workshop and um, And she saw in her daughter's room uh, a post-it with, I am enough, and I will be a nurse. All of that beauty coming out of this beautiful woman's daughter. We'll talk more about what that means to us. We'll see you right after the break. This is Coach Mo Fall. listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. We are talking about one of the absolutely important aspects of your soul. And that is giving. 
But well, we've spent a good time so far today with my guest, Jean, is the corollary of giving, which is receiving. And when we practice receiving, we are actually in a better space energetically to actually give. Because then we are not giving from a place of falseness. We can give with an open heart as our soul is beautifully intended to do. Instead of a transactional giving or an ego-based giving or a I feel that I'm supposed to be this way giving or a let me check the box so God sees me in the right light type of giving, which of course is all ego. Um, Gene, in the coaching that we do, I don't usually talk about the ego. I, I tend to want to talk about gremlins and um, some of our negative patterns versus ego because, I don't know, I get kind of, ego just seems to be a strong word that almost feels like we can't do anything about it. So I tend not to spend too much time with that. But all of us have an identity and a sense of self that we carry around with us and that allows us to uh, maneuver in the world. And um, some of it is stuff that we want to be. Some of it's stuff that we were told to be. Some of it is um, programming that might be disempowering, but it's sitting there because of our past experiences and things that we have chosen to believe that are true, but we kind of can't shake it. Um, The not enough type of thing tends to be one of the big ones there. And so we have this sense of self uh, that comes out of our family of origin. And back to the time of the season we're in right now, uh, family of origin issues are very deep. Um, If you follow uh, the energetic practices, um, we know that the energy patterns of our family of origin, whoever raised us from zero to seven, uh, those are embedded deeply in our sense of identity and our sense of the world. And between 7 and 13, the next layer of who we are and how we are in the world gets um, embedded in our energy body. And these two very deep energetic places are places of release or they're places of of, uh, constriction and contraction. And typically speaking, when we revisit with family over the holidays, these energetic patterns get reclaimed. And not only around memories of the holidays, but all sorts of memories of our family of origin. The wounds are deep. Um, There's also celebrations and happiness. But the way we're built as humans, the celebrations and happiness don't get as much shelf life as the wounds. And that's because we are built as human beings to protect ourselves and want to survive. So we put more emphasis on the negative things because it's the way our nervous system is built to protect us. We want to be protected from the negative invaders. So anything that has a pain receptor thing going on gets our attention really, really quickly, really deeply, and we have an instant reaction to it. Um, Our nervous system doesn't have as much desire or need to embed the 
the pleasurable experiences as much. So we seem to be kind of hovering more into some of the defense mechanisms and protecting ourselves from the danger just because of the human experience and how our nervous system is built. So if anyone kind of wonders, well, why are Coach Mo and Gene always talking about such negative stuff? Uh, Because it's the stuff that has to get cleared out for us to have the joy and happiness that we're meant for. And so, so, so we got to pay attention. Uh, We got to do an inventory. We got to clear out the stuff in the inventory that is causing the, the congested area for joy and happiness. And Jean, you mentioned before break a beautiful story of when you were uh, on your way almost into surgery for your for your cancer surgery, um, uh, the owner of the company you worked for showing up and, and your heart just swelled open in a beautiful way that actually caused your body to have a physical reaction of tears and the joy was probably just too much uh, in that time you were in a vulnerable state. So the joy was happiness um, coming through your body and describing that eight years later, you said you felt, uh, some similar feelings and the, and the, um, goosebumps from our nervous system reminding us of a powerful experience. Um, we have these same levels of energetic memories every time we think about something in our family of origin that might not feel so good. And, um, drama, human drama is something that we find connects us to each other. It's one of the reasons why politics is so universally interesting because human beings connect with each other over politics. We connect with each other over uncle Tommy's drinking problem, or we connect with each other over, uh, another family members, uh, foibles or difficulties. Anytime we have drama in a shared experience, it is energizing that negative thought feeling pattern. But the payoff is that we get to share it with someone else. Gene, you want to describe basically how, how the human dance kind of gets energized and somewhat gets fed by that connection? Yeah. So when we, when we have shared experiences or shared feelings about an external situation or context that's going on, um, because we have this basic human need for connection, for belonging, we're, we're fueling it, so to speak. We're giving more energy to this thing that we'd either rather not experience or this thing that may be scary. Um, And the more attention we put on it, the more energy we give to it, when we are sharing that with another person, now we've just doubled the amount of energy going towards it. Right. Yeah. And now we have that um, soul connection with that other person, even though it might be on a platform of something negative. Um, we, We now have And so the human soul is fed in a certain way because we have that connection, even though it's basically on premise, so to speak, but we have that connection. It feels good to make that connection. Um, uh, Several years ago, I was driving around the holiday season and of course the streets are busier and I was of course in a hurry and a lot of things on my to-do list and I'm driving down a very busy road And one of the traffic lights is out. So we all know what happens when a busy road traffic light is out. 
chaos, calamity, people making their own rules, and you have to be super, super careful. And of course, there's further traffic backup, and it's at a minimum frustrating, and it is worth talking about. It is worth getting into. And so I'm in this situation, and I just habitually felt compelled to call my partner to complain about it. Like I was just like hypnotically ready to energize the whole situation and call her up and say, can you believe this? And don't drive this way. And I can't believe this. And it's a holiday season and blah, 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 blah. I was totally, absolutely going to go there and make matters worse and pollute my nervous system and get all into that. There was a window of a few seconds <laughs> where I caught myself and I'm like, whoa, I must be feeling lonely as I'm out here driving around doing my to-do list that I needed to connect on the drama of a street light or perhaps feeling kind of stressed out and anxious. I needed that connection to satisfy a little uneasiness I had inside of me. And thank goodness at that particular moment in time, I was more self-aware and I did not make the phone call. And I had this revelation about how easy it is for us to get sucked into that and to create false connection and to soothe ourselves from either anxiety or this temporary loneliness, or sometimes just being in a car these days, we want to like call people as if being in a car alone and not doing anything is missing something because we're so darn busy. We have to always be making connections or getting stuff done or getting stuff done on top of getting stuff done. And so there is this habit of sharing an experience that we don't really need to energize anymore, but we're doing it to create that connection. And we do it all the time, and it is enhanced through the holiday season. Gene, what can folks do to prevent themselves from re-energizing their nervous system over something that is just not in our best interest to energize? What can we do... In those moments to prevent that bad habit. And I'm calling it bad because it's poisonous to the nervous system. I'm being judgy on oh, it. Yeah. I, what can we do? Yeah. Be, I mean, there's a reason why there's a saying that misery loves company. We, <laughs> right. when, we have a certain, when we're in a certain feeling state, um, yeah. it's nice to have external validation from someone else. Oh, yeah, I can't believe that happened. Well, what I personally like to do is first off, be very intentional stop, pause, and breathe. Get, I like to give myself a moment to just be in the present moment. One of my favorite phrases is, that's allowed. So <laughs> if I catch myself in, in, a, in a thought pattern or noticing something that's not ideal, that I don't want to energize, that's allowed. I give myself permission. I went there. And then just breathe. And then one question I love to ask myself is, 
um, how does this thought or how does this potential action that I'm thinking of taking, how does that support me? How Does that serve me? Does that take me closer to where I want to be? Does it keep me stuck? Is it going to be going in the opposite direction? Mm-hmm. So that's that's my first step is just create some space to be okay with it, give myself some permission. I'm human, mm-hmm. I went there. And mm-hmm. then as I'm giving myself that space, I'm opening up to connect with my source, with my creator. I'm opening yeah. up that space to connect with that with my soul, with that inner voice within me, and then I'm much more resourceful to make a decision that's going to support and serve me. And you doesn't that doesn't that ultimately touch on our basic primal fear I'm not enough. And what you're describing is a way to move toward I am enough. So if we don't need that external connection to validate us or to give us the energy, but yet we can tap into our own inner self and our own connection to source, I am enough. I am okay in this current present moment. I have everything I need right in this moment, right within me. Because I think the habits that we have are crafted around feeling not enough. So a beautiful way to just pause and to, and to make that connection to source as a reminder that I am enough in this present moment. And everything in life, Gene, isn't it a present moment right now? Everything in life is this moment. Yes. And what we're talking about with the holidays, yeah, is, is actually not living in the past not re-energizing the past, not looking for connection based on past experiences. So, Mo, what should we talk about? Present moment could be like we don't talk about anything. Well, yeah, I get it. Um, It does change the conversation when you don't have to connect with your brother over the BS of what happened in the past. And you can yet make decisions about what else to connect with your brother on. Perhaps you want to connect with your brother on what's going on with him right now, with him and his family and his work. Perhaps there's a level of intimacy that we're unfamiliar with that would be a much more beautiful connection. And that might indeed be the very thing that we might be running from when we seek out a connection, a false connection, based on drama from the past, when we seek out a connection to fill some unfillable cup of I'm not enough by being validated in our misery, when we choose that path, we are energizing our I'm not enoughness. We are energizing the emptiness. We are energizing the false connection. We are coming from a place that is not ultimately in our highest, best interest. And because of that, it is not in our godliness. It is not in our divine connection. It is not in alignment with who we want to be at the soul level. At the soul level, we don't want to participate in drama. At the soul level, we want to share our strawberry 
because I'm enjoying it and I want you to enjoy it. At the soul level, we are in present moment awareness and we are checking in those in our environment. So that check-in out of our soul's enoughness is so much richer than when we make that connection from our falseness and from the drama and from the I'm not enough but I had this misery and I want to connect with you there because that's what our relationship is built on. Folks, I'm going to invite you invitation number two on today's call. Invitation number one was to receive a compliment with just the very basic thank you. I'm going to invite you to have present moment awareness at as many points as you possibly can through the holidays to say what is going on with you and what's happening and how are you versus taking that person back into the past. I'm going to invite you to have more of an intimate connection with people in your life over this holiday season. This season of giving is a season of receiving. And as Jean so beautifully described her situation of receiving a visitor on the morning of her surgery, how beautiful and spiritually enriching that was. So may I invite you to have an opportunity in your life to be that visitor, to just be present for another and to make that connection with another. Jean comments on that. Wow, beautifully said, Mo. Yeah, when we connect with another in the present moment, releasing stories of the past and releasing fears of what may or may not happen in the future, we can really get that soul connection and get to that place of I'm enough. And one of the things I think about giving is when we truly give from our soul, from a place of I am enough, I do enough, I can trust more, I can fear less, we allow others and give others permission to access that same state of being. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most beautiful gifts that we can give. Yeah. It sure is. It sure is. And that human connection at that level is what we're all here for. That's the, the beauty and the gift of work, the beauty and gift of holidays, the beauty and gift of smiling at a, another person in the grocery store, the beauty and the gift of just recognizing another human being walking down the street. All of that connection coming from our soulful self, our, our I am enough self, is what this is 
all about this human ride we're on is about living from the soul's place and allowing yourself to have a human experience that can coexist with that soul instead of unfortunately for so many of us human beings on this planet we have a soul self that's buried deep inside and being protected from all the hurts and injuries it's had over the decades of our lives and we're living from outside of that we're living not from it but we are living steps outside of it as if we are living from a shell outside and we are captured and living in that reference point of what the outside world has done to us and what it is doing to us and eventually that becomes a victim persona and when we live there too long the body starts to give us signals gene and i both had those signals the worst one i believe is is when cancer comes calling and gets our attention so in this season of giving let us receive compliments from others with a very simple thank you take it into your heart with a thank you receive it that's actually the best gift you can give someone who is sending you a compliment is to say thank you don't push away gifts don't push away compliments receive them be the soulful self that you were when you were two and three before you got all muckety mucked up with the rules and regulations of what a human being is supposed to be before you got hurt one of the most vulnerable phrases in the human language is here i made this for you and anything is along those lines of here i am for you hello i am here and to be seen in that to be received in that to see others in that is the best giving and receiving dynamic that we can embrace in this giving season it's what your soul wants it's what your soul is here for and ultimately there's a big scary word that is the foundation of allowing ourselves to do that and it is self trust if you're walking around not trusting others i will tell you with 100% certainty it's because you don't have enough self trust what you believe in your heart about others is what you believe in your heart about yourself give yourself the consideration of receiving and giving will have a whole another language it will have a whole another energy component to it gene one of the most wonderful things that i'm receiving as we get into the uh season of giving is i'm receiving the amazing amazing women that we have seen transform their lives this year there's been over 200 of them in our workshop this year i tend to keep a count um uh, and we've we've helped over 540 women over the time that i've been doing this you've been doing it with me for 3 years so it's probably been about 400 plus women that we have shepherded together 
um, as well as the rest of our coaching team. I want to thank you very much for helping do that. And I know all the women who have come our way, specifically who have been touched by you and your coaching and your beautiful soul and what you have committed to being in this world, um, I'm sure are all grateful, as, I, as am I, having witnessed and watched it. Um, it's a blessing to be able to touch other people's lives. What are you grateful for in all of that uh, with about a minute left? Well, I am grateful to be a part of all of these hundreds of women's journeys through life and to have been acknowledged and to know in my heart that they live a better life and that they're happier and more fulfilled because I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Anyone listening, uh, take on those two uh, homework assignments, if you will. If you would like to share your experiences on my Facebook page, uh, Coach Mo. Um, feel free to do so. Um, you can find me everywhere on social media. If you want to turn your life around and get your career in the right direction, you have to bring your soul to work. You have to energize the better parts of you in order to make your career really work and hum. You can find out more about how we do that by coming to my webinar masterclass, and you can gain access to that. I run it uh, three times a day at mofall.com slash masterclass. I know it's tricky to do that. So it's mofall.com slash masterclass. And if you're ready to dive, have your own special coaching call, you can book that at mofall.com slash give me clarity. Jean, thanks for joining. This is Coach Mo, mofall.com everywhere on social media. Bring your soul to work and bring your soul to the holidays. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.